Our mission is to drive carbon neutrality. And our mission is to help everybody else move their faster. So if you'd like, we want to be the, for lack of a better example, the Intel inside for automotive. We want everybody to use powered by re-vehicle in order to move faster towards electrification. Welcome to the official podcast of the EV Report. Here, we take a deep dive into the world of electric vehicles, bringing you exclusive interviews and insights into the company shaping our future. Let's get started. Welcome. I'm Brian Hagman, and my guest today is Daniel Burrell, founder and CEO of ReAutomotive. Thanks for joining me, Daniel. Thanks for having me, Brian. Absolutely. So I guess to get started, can you share your journey so far and what led you to start ReAutomotive? You know, we're we're almost 10 years old now, so we're the oldest of the new flock, right? So uh, I remember, you know, when we started this more than 10 years ago, when the idea came, the EV revolution, as we see it today, was really not a matter of when and how fast. It was actually a matter of if. And most of the players out there thought, you know, carbon neutrality and all that, it's a phase. It's going to, you know, pass. And I don't know, you know, it, my, my, my co-founder and I were very passionate back then and still today on, on you know, honestly, the importance of carbon neutrality. For, for our kids, for the planet. Seriously, it's, 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 it's important. And we thought to ourselves that, you know, we, we have to make it a matter of when and take the if out of the equation. And, and, and we were really passionate about cars. And it made a lot of sense saying, hey, let's do EVs. And, and, you know, 10 years ago, everybody told you it's impossible. You don't have enough range and battery won't do it. And da, da, da. yeah, and so, okay, we have to make it happen. And, and this is where we set it off with, with a lot of passion towards carbon neutrality, but also trying to figure out the right path to create something that would, you know, allow everybody to accelerate towards that goal together. You brought up a really good point. So, so how many times did you have doubts? Cause you're right. Like, so today, Obviously. Just today, you mean? Just no, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Just today, just today. No, like you know, it's a, it's a good point. Like you know, today it's clear that you know the the market's going to electric vehicles. But as you said, ten years ago, you know, you had Tesla who was trying to trying to make it, and they were having all sorts of production issues and just trying to survive. And here you are starting this and saying, you know, you know, so it wasn't necessarily clear that that the market was going to head this way. At least. How did you decide to say, you know what, we're just going to do it versus saying, you know what, I don't, I just, I'm just not sure. I've done this before. This is not my first rodeo. It's my sixth. So every marathon starts with a step, the first step mm-hmm. in, right? And, and, and you know, you know, you're going to hit a wall. Sooner or later, you're going to hit a wall and then another wall and then another wall. And the, the only thing that I've learned on that is there are two Facts of life, if you like, obsolete that, that you can, I, I cannot argue with. One, the world is coming, and no matter how fast you're going to go through it or around it or behind it, there's going to be one right after it, right? just right on. And the only way, the absolute, that I believe, again, the only way for you to, for me, for us to, to overcome a wall is as a team. There is nothing more important than a team. And, and, and one of the things that I believe a founder should do is, is all the time, Make sure that they build the right team, the perfect team, because that's the only way that allows you to, to handle what's coming. And no matter how, you know, it's, it's <laughs> Newton laws of physics, regardless of how hard you push, it's going to be pushing back. 
and and it's only the team that's gonna gonna make a difference. So when we to your question, right, we understood it's gonna be an uphill battle. Never really appreciate how hard it's gonna be or hard how you know complicated it's going to be. You just know it's going to be very, very difficult regardless of what path you're going to take. There's a chance you ain't going to make it, but you have to try. We had to try. It was, it was important. Did you, did you know early on, like in your career, did you know that you wanted to be in the automotive segment or did it just kind of naturally happen? Oh, it just, just happened. I mean, I love cars like any other guy. And I used to be a petrol head, right? Because there was no EVs. People don't under, sometimes don't appreciate the revolution. I mean, take a Tesla, the basic Model 3. It accelerates the Ferrari. These are the things that up until what, a few years ago were out of everybody's reach almost, right? I mean, think mm-hmm. about it. And today you go in and pssst, you go, right? And, and, and you cannot, you, you cannot not get hooked by that. You know, it's, it's, Addictive. What about like so? You've been around for your company's been around for ten years. Can you uh, can you recall maybe one of the first major milestones you hit? And was it was it like a celebration where you're like you know this is awesome, or was it one of those where you kind of like looked back and like oh oh wow we actually we actually did that? Oh, um, I, I can remember a few. I think one of the one I remember best was the first time we were able to get the biowire systems up and running. I mean, Brian, honestly, everybody. I think my dog even told us that it can't be done. Everybody's explained to that can be done. And everybody tried back in the 70s and 80s and 90s and it can't be done. And skateboard won't work and it can't be done and you can't do by wire. And, and, and even the by wire, right? Very early on, we made a decision that we're not going to compromise because most of the guys out there said, okay, you can't do by wire. So let's concentrate only on steer by wire, drive by wire break by wire, something, just one of them. And we're, from the get-go, we said, no, we're going to do X by wire, everything by wire. And we created that re-corner, right, that packs, drive, break, and steer by wire. To tell you that it was easy to build this, no. Tons of software, hardware, mechanics, things that nobody had ever done before. And the first day we actually saw it works. Everything, it was like... we. I remember we sat around it. Not, it's quite a small team back then. What looking year was at it, it? Looking what, at what, each what, other. What year was this? Uh, a few years ago? Five years a ago? A few years ago. Quite a no. few years ago. I remember in a second. But I remember it was really late in the evening. We ordered in like we used to do because, the, you know, we just lived in the, at the lab. And we were about to kick it off again. And most likely nothing happens. You press the button, you know, and, and you wait. And like every other day, nothing happens, right? And suddenly it's alive, right? It's like, and we didn't jump out of joy or anything. We just looked at each other, shocked and amazed. So and, you guys and, were a pioneer in the bow wire because, you know, it's still all of that. The steer bow wire, brake bow wire, it's still, from an industry perspective, especially like on the mass production, it's still in its infancy. So you guys yes. are kind of leading the way on this, right? Yes, we are. Thank you for that. Yes, yes, we are. Wow. That's amazing. So... Getting into your company, so who you know who is Re Automotive? So for those who aren't necessarily familiar with your company, who are you? What do you do? And what's what's your, in your opinion, what's your overall mission of the company? Our mission is to drive carbon neutrality, and our mission is to help everybody else move their faster. So if you'd like, we want to be the, for lack of a better example, the Intel inside for automotive. We want everybody to use powered by Re vehicle in order to move faster towards electrification, because there's a lot of barriers to do that. So in order to do that, what Re's done is by creating that bi-wire technology, we were able to create a 
very, very modular platform. So you can have it in different sizes and scales and, and, and weights, et cetera. And the fact we were able to do that is, is revolutionary because this is the, the main, I would say, selling point that we have is each of our corners is independent, right? We said it, it's by wire, it has steel, break, has steel, brake, and drive. So basically, there's nothing con- mechanically connecting those corners between themselves, right? So you can place them anywhere you want in space and build a car around them. So explain, like, if someone's listening to this, is it is it literally like a skateboard kind of platform or is it all software driven? It's actually both of them, right? So because there is nothing between those corners, everything is packed, not in the wheel. We're not using hub motors of that sort, but very close to the wheel. The chassis itself is just a battery pack. So it's completely fa- flat. We pack all of our batteries, not hanging on the sides like most trucks do these days, etc. We do literally pack them all in the chassis as a structural component. And the, the chassis itself is a one flat battery pack, but it can take different shapes and sizes. And you can have, Riz is, we believe that, you know, we are very big believers in CASE, which stands for Connected Autonomous Shared and Electric, which we think is, is the future where everybody wants to go. So if you're a big believer in shared mobility, then I'm not, I, I don't know what the future for pe- private vehicles and passenger vehicles is, is, is in, in, I don't know few years from now. But this is what is the one of the reasons that we wanted to concentrate on commercial vehicles because we believe this is the backbone of our economy, right? This is what brings stuff to our supermarkets, to, to our homes, to everywhere, right? Between our plants. And we wanted to build a work vehicle. You know what I mean? Because by wire exists out there, right? Brian, and planes fly by wire for the past 50 years. Drones fly by wire. But we wanted to bring it down to earth, right? Literally to build something that is not a shiny artifact, but something that is a work truck. So to make it, to make it clear too, so for, for the specific vehicle though, it's more like, is it like a delivery vehicle, like last mile delivery yes. type of thing? Or, like a, like a, or is it like a physical truck with a bed on it? What, or is it a van? What's it look like? It's all the above. All the above, okay. So we're concentrate, uh, currently uh, concentrating on classes three to five or 2B to 5 in the US, which is the majority of the market. So you can look into those like, like you know, delivery vans and step-in vans and box trucks and, and landscaping and so on and so forth. Almost all the trucks you see within the city, last mile, mid-mile. Now, is, is your technology, is it completely unique to the market or are there other platforms that are similar to what you all are doing? Well, I think to the best of my knowledge, we're the only by wire Truck out. So the so the buy wire the buy wire is your key dif- differentiator, yeah. right? And the, the fact that we buy wire allows us to be the only one, again, to our best of our knowledge, to be the comp- only one that is fully modular and completely flat. So just to give you a perspective, the average height of a stepping van class four or five in the market today, the guys you see at, at UPS and FedEx, the, these ones, is roughly around almost thirty six inches. That's quite high. It's three steps and, and, and quite a lot of climbing up in and out. Our technology allows us to be almost at 20 inches. So it's almost half the height of that. Wow. Now, not only that, you need to climb less steps, which is material because the driver would go in and out about 150 times a day, mm. which is material. You, you have more volume. Because think about it, all that space, now you can store stuff in. And the center of gravity is lower, so it's more stable, safer, protected, and so on and so forth. So so yes, to answer your question, I believe we're quite unique. Wow. 
No, that's that's great. Any new features or technology that you're currently working? I guess looking to the future, is anything new that you're developing that you can that you're allowed to talk about? That's a tricky one. Uh, <laughs> public, right? What I can say is this: Re is a is a technology company in the automotive world. So naturally, we work on ton of of technology things to come. One of the things maybe we can touch briefly on is when you look at an EV, and I think that's paramount today is it's not apples to apples. You don't have an ice truck and an and internal combustion truck, and then you just replace it with an EV. There's a full ecosystem around it, right? You have to do smart charging and, and service and maintenance and, and so on and so forth. And one of the main, most important thing about RE is that it's a software-driven truck. It's driven by software. We have really strong ECUs driving it that we've developed, right? And, and the whole idea is that those ECUs create thousands of data streams per second per corner. Now, we naturally analyze that, collect that data, analyze it in our secure cloud, and then we drive very smart decision-making going forward. So our customers would not only have the best trucks out there, but would actually have a far better capability of, of making you know more money out of their trucks, but utilizing it better based upon AI. So what are your thoughts on, um, you, know, you know, think about AI and technology. What are your thoughts on or your opinion on autonomous vehicles? And will this will this affect you all dramatically on how you develop your technology before, or is it actually kind of fits great with with the autonomous system? So that that's a good question. So the basic feature for an autonomous vehicle it has to be by wire because the computer needs to move it, right? So it's it's by wire. Our vehicles today are capable of being fully autonomous at level five today. Now the driver is not there yet, and regulation is not there yet. I think it's gonna it's it's quite a few years out. There there was a time that most of the industry thought it's just around the corner, but I think we're seeing it's gonna take a little bit longer than everybody thought. But the beauty about the re the power by re vehicles and the, the re corner is once you have a autonomous driver capabilities by just by over there update, we enable that feature and there is no change you need to do on our platform level. So if it happens tomorrow, the day after, or quite a few after that, everybody that would own a power by re vehicle will be able to, to drive it autonomously when the time comes. There's no escaping from going autonomously. It's, 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 it's coming. But I think there is a lot of work to be done between the very early level threes out there today, round level threes, to actual level Fives. Do you see the, you know, because you have these two different, so you have the, you know, the electric vehicle market industry, you know, obviously taking off a lot of emphasis, but then you have this whole other issue of the autonomous, obviously they're going to merge, I guess at some, you know, at some point, I don't know how many years from now, but it's going to, they're going to be vehicles that are electric and autonomous both. How do you see the market evolving like that? Do you think the autonomous is going to be way far off from now? And the electric vehicle is going to dominate first in the market and then transition into autonomous? I think... EVs in general, and, and when I say EVs, I'm also talking about fuel cells because at the end of the day, it's, it's an EV. They have a good head start. They're out there. I would be surprised if we're not going to see in the next, I don't know, five years, the majority of, of trucks being EVs. It's, it's, I mean, I can speak only about real, right? Because that's what I know. But our trucks has lower total cost of ownership. They're yielding more back for their owners. Uh, they're more reliable and, and, and safer. So it makes tons of sense for people to buy them. And we didn't even talk about the incentives, mainly in the US, where in certain states in the US, an EV actually costs less 
with the incentive mm-hmm. than than you know diesel trucks. Uh, so so they actually got quite a good head start. Mm-hmm. I think that the main two challenges on autonomy, from what I know, and I'm not an autonomy expert, are one the use case. Currently, the the infrastructure is rather expensive, and the ROI is is challenging when you want to adopt that in commercial vehicles. And second is is technological maturity. We're still not in a world where you know it's accident free if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And, and sure. I think that's a challenge. Yeah. I want to talk about your the business a little bit more detail too. You know, with startups and emerging companies, I know you've been around for 10 years, but obviously you're still growing as the industry grows, the market grows. So I know partnerships, collaborations, those are all pretty key for companies to grow or find opportunities to grow. So what's your philosophy on, I guess, partnerships within the industry? Is that something you guys focus on? Oh, boy, yes. So remember, your first question was, how do we get it started? And and we said we want to make sure it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, and how can everybody, you know, use power by re-vehicle. And, and this is where we got to a very early in the game to an understanding that our basic philosophy is that we complete, we don't compete. And the reason is, actually two reasons is, one, uh, we think that by competing, uh, completing with you know, the offering of the best on the market, we actually can lift above our weight. And for a startup or a new entrant, this is crucial. I'm a very strong believer that there is no one company that can do it all. And I know some things otherwise. And I think we see in, in the recent, you know, quarters in, in, in the market that those, some of those who try to, you know, take a little bit too much, uh, have struggled. I think you need to concentrate, really, really concentrate on the core of what you do. And, and our core is by wire technologies. And, mm-hmm. you know, I always say to our partners, they are the best in what they do. The things that they have already forgotten, we have not yet learned. And and we don't want to. We want them to continue excelling in what they do. And we want our product to complete theirs and vice versa, because at the end of the day, the customer wins by that. And this is how you see us over the years working with the world leaders in, in, in their fields, hand in hand, side by side, as we try to both to, to find the synergies to complete and not to compete. So to your question, absolutely, I think it is crucial, especially in the EV world. I don't think you can do it by yourself. Is your technology, is it patented? And is that something that is licensing a play that you guys have thought about? Or is it is that not really fit what you guys are looking to do? I love those questions. Thank you. Uh, it's a good one. So uh, the, the first answer is, hell yeah. We have more than 160 patents worldwide in certain different stages. And, and this number is growing, so heavily patented. Now, licensing, th- this is interesting. So let's look at slightly different you know, case study and then think about it very quickly. If you remember, quite a few years ago, uh, we had uh, smartphones that were uh, Palm, Microsoft, right, and and, and uh, Apple a little bit, and of course BlackBerry, just a movie recent. And then came Android and said, "We're going to do a phone," and everybody didn't understand what the hell they were doing. And they they were so smart. So instead of doing software, because they're a software company, they created Nexus, which was the best in terms of spec and, you know, flagship and everything. And after a few years, they gave some code and some help to, you know, the Samsungs and HTC of the world and all that to say, okay, you, you can build something. It's not going to be as good as Nexus. Numbers were still very, very low in terms of sales and market cap, but it was growing. Up until today, where I don't know if Nexus still exists or not, it's probably a portion of whatever, but Android is everything. 
Mm-hmm. So again, to your question, long term, I see reconcentrating on the re-corners and the biowire technology. I don't think we're ready to do this yet now. Now we need to build the P7, RP7, the trucks, right? Which is, I think, the equivalent to the Nexus. It's, it's an amazing truck, class of its own, best in, I believe, in everything it does. And slowly, we'll, you know, let everybody else play with it up to the point where everybody's going to be powered by Re, like the Intel inside we used to have on each of our computers. Yeah, no, that's great. So speaking of like the market, where are you conducting business now? Is it in certain countries? Is it just Europe? Are you in the US? Where, where are you? We are predominantly prioritizing the US or North America to that point for two main reasons. One, as we said, there is an important for the ecosystem and charging is key. You just can't deploy EVs without the ability to charge them properly. And, and the U.S. has a very nice and advanced charging network that is growing in charging capability. This is a must for fleets. And second, as we said earlier, the uh, governmental uh, or, or federal and state incentives are are very, very important uh, in in allow faster adaptation for that. So we're uh, working on the mainly the U.S. market, although our first integration center where we assemble the vehicles is in the U.K., uh, which we build it because the way we're built as a company, uh, we have our R&D center in Israel and our engineering center in the U.K. So it, was, it made a lot of sense to build the first integration center where we make the vehicles very close to the engineering and it allowed us to move faster into the market. But um, as uh, quantities will pick up, we'll definitely be looking to move our production to the U.S. and build a, a capacity within the U.S. Later on, we'll look at different you know, markets in the world. Yeah, I was going to say, so you're going to kind of wait, I guess, naturally for it to um, to grow and expand when when it makes sense and, and when the market, I guess, dictates? The way we look at it is there is very strong demand everywhere for EVs. But my view is, especially in commercial vehicles, building a reliable truck that generates money for their for its owner because this is what it needs to do. And getting, you know, very strong feedbacks from customers growing their fleets based on that truck is fundamental instead of just going everywhere. So I do know that we have demand in different places around the world. Currently, we'll be looking at the North America for, for, for the immediate future. And once we feel comfortable enough to expand to other territories, we'll, we'll look at the demand there. But we, we are very disciplined in the way we work for the past 10 years. That's, I think that's one of the things that you know defines us. So before we wrap up, I want to talk about your role within you know, a startup, a founder, especially from a founder's perspective. So I can only imagine you being you know, CEO, the type of pressure, maybe the, the stress from just day-to-day life, right? Of whether it's supply chain issues one day, maybe it's, you know, talent, growth, investors, whatever. How do you, I mean, because you seem like you're completely sane, which is <laughs> impressive. So how have you managed to you know, handle the pressure of being, you know, found, especially in this kind of market with the EV and growth and things like that? I think regardless of what field you're in, it can be automotive, it can be medical devices, it can be software. I mean, you have to find a way to, you know, to pressure out a little bit. You need to to, to, to be able to, like you say, stay sane. I learned that everybody has their own kick. I, I found a few years ago that what works well for me, it used to be running, used to go out for runs, but honestly, I don't have the time these days. It's, it's, so I do CrossFit and I do it quite intensively 
And I learned that, you know, when you need more oxygen and you can't breathe that fast, then I don't know. And my, my co-founder is doing uh, pottery and he builds stuff, wow. right? And then mm-hmm. if you do, if you make me do what he does, probably I'll go insane or vice versa, right? So it's to each yeah. his own. But I think it's crucial for everybody, regardless if you're the CEO, the founder, even if you're, um, you know, anybody, you need to figure out a way. So for me, I can only say it's intensive CrossFit and, and family time. Plain and simple. That's great. I love that answer. So lastly, what advice would you give someone, whether they're early in their career or maybe they're just looking to start a company in the electric vehicle market? Is there anything that sticks out, any advice you would give to this person? Honestly, I, I, I don't think I'm in a position to give any advice. I've just started. Don't know what to say. The only thing I can say maybe is be laser focused on the core and don't let go. It's going to be a hell of a ride. Just don't let go. Don't give up. Keep on going. Daniel, it's been it's been a pleasure. I, I really appreciate you joining me today and I definitely look forward to doing it, this again sometime. My pleasure. Thank you again for having me. I'm Brian Hagman, founder of the EV Report, and I would like to thank today's guest along with all of you for tuning in. Don't forget to hit subscribe and I'll see you next time.